It's in the danger zone. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, Ooh, sorry. No, sorry. We're sorry we're laughing. It's just, that was bad timing. Sorry about that. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the BIHA pod. I'm joined by Nick, and we're in the same country this time. Hello, Nick. Yes, hello. How are you doing, Robert? I'm doing, I'm doing very well. Um, on this edition of the pod, uh, unfortunately, we've not had as many people... Um, that were on Viramaki to speak to as normal, but we, I did manage to have a great and lengthy conversation with Eva Harrison. So we'll get to that later in the pod. But uh, first off, Nick, you're now back from yes. Viramaki, and uh, how's how's life rotating back to the real world? Uh, it's nice to be warm again, um, and also like the the strange little things of just being able to you know like go places without having to put on. Thermal socks, boots, coats, hats, scarves, every single 20 seconds. Um, but yeah, it's nice. And you do always have that kind of post-holiday, post-Finland kind of blues. And you realise that you're not going to be waking up and playing hockey for four hours a day. Uh, it is, especially when you're sat at work, it is a bit of a, <laughs> a, bit of a come down. But, um, but no, it's, uh, it's been good. And obviously the BYJ season's kicking kicking back off in full swing so not much time to sit and mope around so yeah I mean we've not had anything happen I don't think in, in check-in really um, but I think well I think there was a game last night for Oxford and UCL which almost got put off because the netting in Oxford got stuck um, so that would have been a new reason to cancel a game but it did go ahead I'm not sure what the score was uh, but you, your team's had a couple of games your, your B's and your C's yeah, we've uh, we've had a nice couple of uh, nice couple of games. Seem to be uh, as always. We seem to have a very hectic post Christmas Sheffield schedule, and uh, played the Bears a couple of times. And again, that continues tonight with us making the journey down to Sheffield for the return game for uh, the game that was played last week. Which uh, for myself, it's always a never a bad trip going home, and um, be a nice little uh, nice little game tonight. I think. So, will you be stopping in to? Uh to your mum's house for, for some scran and uh, a catch-up? Um, I, I, I wish we were, but um, I'm not too sure how they'd feel about the team bus turning up. and uh, might be, It might be a little bit too much, might get some of the neighbours not too uh, not too happy. But uh, no, I, there's, I think we're down there um, the weekend after next as well. And I know there's, a, there's quite a big birthday coming up in our life, and I'm sure uh, I'll probably be down to some other point as well for that. So... Uh, not this time, but many, many times going up in the future. Well, ha- happy birthday to your mum when it comes. Twenty-one again, of course, and yeah. uh, you know, and uh, you know, I hope she has a great, great day. I'm sure she will. So. I'm hoping so. Um, so yeah, one one particular game, and and I, I thank both Southampton Spitfire C and in particular Imperial Devils B was uh, was a game on the sixth of oh. January. So I think that's probably the earliest cup match we've had. Um, for the BIG, uh, as far as I remember, anyway, 
Um, That's quite funny because obviously there was that was while we were in Finland and there was quite a few people from Imperial who were in Finland, which yeah, and obviously those people who were in Finland were an integral part of their B team because they managed to pull off an eight-four victory so, and remain undefeated uh, so far this season. So them and Cardiff and a sort of they, you know are top of the table battling it out in Division Two South. As it were, so that's uh, that's uh, you know it's good to good to see that they weren't affected too much by Viramaki, um, and good on them for taking that game because otherwise the, we might not have got their season completed. So uh, it's good for good for them. Um, and uh, now uh, I, I don't know if you've seen in the south, but the South Two, all of Southampton's uh, home games are in now, as it were, and essentially it means that they've got like. I think they've got about ten games in the space of two months. It's <laughs> gonna be like an NHL schedule. Yeah, it's well, it's like another day at the office for 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 you guys, obviously, because you guys get quite a lot of games in. But um, yeah, Southampton, they're all over the place. Basingstoke, Gosport, uh, so you know, uh, fair play to them. It's been a struggle for them to get ice. So at least at least we can we're starting to see the season. Take shape and every game be scheduled. At least it's actual games and it's not going to be minus points and forfeit games. At least they're actual. Yeah, I mean, I much as I say, I much rather that than as you say, we'll have forfeits and everything. I want to see games getting played. So um, they went and busted their hump to get ice time sorted, as have uh, the Coventry team as well, um, because they've had some some issues getting ice. So. Uh, well done to both of them. Now, um, Nick, just to, not to dwell too much in Northumbria, but uh, your B's and C's have had a couple of games, and Adam Perry's been making a bit of a name for himself. Uh, do you want to do you want to digress on that? Yeah, um, just to just to throw it out there for people in podcast land, if anyone is aware of Adam Perry, um, this this time it's not with the. Uh, with the, with the smaller stick and the smaller pads, uh, he's not out there. He already, I think he still currently is top point scorer in Division 2 playing out, but um, he does have a second life, um, ma- mainly spurred on by the fact that he's determined that he's going to pass me for the all-time number of appearances for Northumbria, which, uh, unfortunately, if he keeps going like he is, he probably will, um, playing in goal. But, uh, but yeah, so he's had uh, back-to-back shutouts. I know the, the first one last weekend was his first ever shutout, which was kind of a big deal when um, with about two minutes to go um, Sheffield had what I would say is a, a vaguely a vaguely high man and uh, he screamed until we put three people back there to defend it which uh, it was a little bit it was eventful considering uh, for someone with a lot of hockey experience got very very uh, very very touchy about um, about shutout especially since I spent the entire day saying the magic word <laughs> uh, um, but no he's uh, did well, and I'm guessing I know where we're going next with it. Well, um, you might want to retweet this after the the pod, but um, is there not some kind of viral photo going about of uh, Adam? Yeah, um, from from what I believe, uh, it was about two, two, two and a half minutes to go in that game. Um, puck squirted loose through the middle of our D. Um, we were trying to hold their zone. Uh, Sheffield did actually, I, I can't remember the name of the, the kid, but did have a, a guy with a, a decent amount of pace who split the D, he's through on goal on the breakaway, 
Uh, I believe it was his parents were in the stands. They got the camera there, the big moment. Like, got photos of their, their son skating in. I know it's 7-0, but he's trying to break the shot out. Skates in. Doesn't realise that it's Adam Perry in goal, and he's uh, he's got a, he's got an active uh, an active lifestyle, put it that way. And um, Adam beats him to the ball. Adam just beats him to the puck. Puck checks the puck away and gets down in a nice little turtle shell, and the kid goes barreling over the top of him. Gets gets a decent amount of air. Goes cartwheeling. It's pretty funny. The more important thing is that Perry actually puck checked the puck into him. It rolls up over the two of them and agonisingly rolls towards the line. And thanks to a combination of Whitley Bay Snow and uh, and the Finnish girl we have at the back, Sarah, she just about gets there in time to stop it from going across the line. So you, ma- you maintained that shout-out um, through any means possible, uh, made himself a bit of a, an internet sensation in the in BIHA circles, certainly. Uh, and the other boy was scored, what, a 6.0, perhaps, from the, the crowd? I would say so. I know the entire of the crowd enjoyed it, and uh, he was he was he was all right in the end. He was a little gingerly getting up, but it was <laughs> it was one of those scenarios that um, if if that had gone in, I I could have I could have, I could have quite happily had that as a goal against just for the comedy value of how that would have not been his first shutout just by sheer ridiculousness of like when would that have ever happened. <laughs> And uh, I mean, I, I, for those of you in the south who've not played in Whitley Bay, it, it is somewhat of an experience. I've, I've not been to a rink in the south myself personally that would compare to it. Um, but I, I think on your hockey bucket list, just for the sheer experience, and I don't mean the sort of experience of going like, oh wow, it's a nice arena, but just the experience of Whitley Bay, I would, I would try and get a game or get up there for for something at some point because. It's it's got a lot of character, Whitley Bay, um, and uh, you know, and, and that could make things even more comical. Uh, you know what? I think the most impressive thing about that photograph is the fact that it, it looks really light. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, which someone's done some magic there with some filters and things. And... Yeah, it looks it looks like it's the game's taking place, you know, during the day instead of like midnight, and uh, well, it was during the day, but. Even inside of June day, it's, it still looks like midnight in there. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, but uh, incidentally, one of my first ever uni goals was in uh, was in Whitley Bay, and I scored because I took a wrist shot, and the hump in the ice made it kick back uh, past uh, past the goalie and in in the far post. <laughs> so, um, the, the, it swings and roundabouts when it comes to to Whit- the Whitley Bay experience. Um, and of course now Perry on back to back shutouts. Yes, which uh, yesterday was a little bit more calm and a little bit more understated, but um, yeah, the the team played very well in front of him. Like I, I can obviously as a from a coaching point of view, actually Perry does coach the bees. He just had to step up and uh, and do the game yesterday. But um, so I was on the bench, and from a coaching point of view, they only had two lines, which for non checking for us is actually not a lot of players, um, and we had. To Quite a lot of the C team stepping up to fill in, and they all did their jobs, and can't really, can't really complain at a team defense effort like they had yesterday. Just kept kept the puck away from our own end. You don't even have to worry about it. Yeah. So um, moving moving on, I, um, as I say, I spoke to Eva Harrison, and I think it maybe makes sense to sort of split the pod up a little bit by hearing from her now. 
So I'm joined with Eva Harrison, currently of Nottingham Mavericks. Uh, yeah. Hello, Eva. Hi. Hi there. Uh, Pleasure to be here. Thanks, thanks. And can you tell me a bit about your uh, your sort of hockey history? Yeah, um, I've uh, I started playing when I was about sixteen. Uh, I'm originally from a place called Leatherhead, which is near Guildford, Surrey. So. Many trips down to the spectrum, uh, nights, mainly at the beginning of my time, it was only a stick and puck on a Friday evening, but I was getting all the skating I could, going down Thursday sessions, Saturday sessions, Sunday sessions, getting in that skating experience, and uh, and that's where it started, and from there I just kept doing sessions, getting in as much hockey as I could, then a few scrimmages, and then... I started picking up, I'd say, when uh, I first went to my first uni, which is London, which uh, I was training with the B team, and uh, that's Streatham, so I was training more there, and, well, for reasons multiple, I'd say, to say the least, uh, I left my university in London, which is Goldsmiths, a nice, lovely uni, just didn't work out, and really I was just training as much as I could over that period and kept going. This was last year, 2016-17, so I've been training and training. I've come to Nottingham. I, I go to Loughborough Uni. I don't go to Nottingham or not Trent. Uh, so I go to Loughborough. I commute about three times a week nowadays up to Nottingham, uh, playing with three different teams, including the Mavs. And that's about what I'm doing now. Okay, so you see you're playing with three different teams. Is the other two, are they recce teams? Yeah, one of them's the Vipers, which is the uh, Premier women's Premier team. Uh, on, uh, we're on hard times, but I, I feel confident about us. You know, I think we can pull it around. Uh, also playing with another team called the now the Cyclones, formerly of Sheriff's fame. And... Uh, we look. We teams going from strength to strength. Hopefully, get some games coming in soon. But lots of people at training. Uh, mixed abilities. Uh, but it's lots of fun. And just uh, as you may or may not know, this uh, this edition of the pod's going to be a sort of Vera Mackey special. You you've been at quite a few Vera Mackeys, as I understand it. Yes. Funny enough, they were all last year. <laughs> oh no, no, sorry, they were just gone. This January, which in my head it counts as winter 2017 when it's not really. And I was in um, summer camp as well, 2017, how. And uh, funny enough, even though it's the same place, they were different both times. Okay, and, and what was it? What was the main difference other than maybe it was it was cold one time and warm the other time? Well, as much as I love the place, it was not even that. It was a warm winter. It was uh, it never got below minus five. It was a very, very unusually warm this time of year. And in summer, it was quite cold. It never got uh, anywhere near 20 degrees Celsius. Okay. And, uh, but differences were we had the skiing, the outdoor rink. Um, this time around, last time, they had Midsummer Festival. Uh, we had um, more hockey sessions because it was summer. And uh, we did more stuff outside, of course. And and uh, this year, um, 
was the was the winter one better attended or, or worse attended than the summer one? Better attended, yeah. Um, we had a bit of a thing with last um, summer. Is we had half numbers as usual, so we had about 20-odd people, which very interesting. Like We didn't have to split up the ice, really. We had pretty small groups. Uh, and it, that was, um, i say, it was a bit more homogenous scale-wise, that so we, we had um, the beginners, we had the intermediates, and then we had one or two people who are, you know, rock and sock and players. They've been playing for most of their lives. One of them, well, I don't know if we'll mention, but Nick Irvill, he's been playing for a while. He's a pretty good player now, but I think he's only been playing since he started uni. Yeah, yeah, he's um he's actually my co presenter on the on the pod normally, so you'll be blustered to hear you say that. Oh yeah, no, he's he's a great guy. I'm I'm seeing a few drills of him. He got good puck possession, some really good skating, uh just has his head up. That's what you meant to do in hockey. Yeah, yeah, um yeah, Nick Nick's uh, he's well he's certainly improved since when I first saw him play. Uh, uh you've maybe noticed it a bit more with the the Viramakis and things. In terms of getting up for the camp and sort of being, you know, ready to sort of drill yourself daily, is is it easier in the winter because you're midway through the season or is it easier in the summer because you're sort of towards the end of a season? Or? Uh, because I'd say it's about equal because, um, like, in summer, you're... Well, I, I, I haven't been excused you because I've been... Um, I been off uni I've been just lying about doing a job not doing much in summer but in winter we just come off Christmas which is the time when yeah I shouldn't say it but you know you eat a bit more than you should do yeah don't do as much exercise because it was back home and uh, so I say I was equally unprepared for both camps but yeah I mean the summer one was an extra day so by the end of the camp you did start to feel a bit more um What's it called? I'm ready for it and ready to go, but I think more or less they were the same. Yeah, yeah. And um, and what's the what do you feel the standard of coaching's like at, at the camps? Is it is it helpful? Do you find you a lot of useful information? Yeah, I'd say it was pretty good. Um, last time it was basically Andy and Ryan. Uh, they're, they're both very qualified at what they do. They're very good coaches. I I know Ryan from obviously Mavs and Vipers. I mean, he's coach as ever. And uh, Andy, he's uh, a nice, calm, reassuring voice, which is really good for some of the more beginners out there. Uh, he's very supportive. This time around, we had um, Ali Emery, who's a former Team GB. Uh, she was at Winter University Ad as well. And uh, she's um, just really supportive as well. She was um, more on the sidelines as an assistant coach. He's still offered good advice. And we had Simon this time round, who's uh, he's a good coach as well. You know, he gives good demonstrations. I'd say the standard's pretty high. Yeah, Simon's uh, he's been around a, a long, long time, and um, I've never been coached by him personally, but I've, I've heard good things about him. That, that same, I mean, I, I've seen, you know, he, he does work people in lines hard, you know. Um, I mean, the, the frantic emails sometimes I've sent him. Uh, about questions at Viaramaki's always come back with a good answer. So, yeah. And then, incidentally, we're, we're hoping to get him on the, on this this edition of the podcast as well. So, uh, 
I, I tried to get him while he was in Finland, but it just it just didn't work out. Oh no, no, no! He, I think he had to go as well early on. I mean, like I, I remember saying bye to him. And I was like, "Where are you going?" Yeah, but yeah, he's he's great. I mean, and uh, in terms of uh, you know someone maybe coming into the game who's quite you know it's getting quite new, would you would you recommend Viramaki for the experience and and for the learning curve? Oh, definitely. I mean, it's one you get heck of a lot of ice time if, especially if a new person you're going less often because you're deciding should I go because hockey's an investment and so should I go into the, go into this and or whatnot and you know it gives you that bit of extra time it's great coaching it's also an experience yeah I mean you're going to a country you've probably not been to unless you're finished or you've been to like Helsinki or something it's a nice experience. Everyone's friendly. Didn't really experience that much friction at all. I mean, everyone gets on. You make great friends. I still talk to the um, summer camp, like the Newcastle people who went to that. I'm still talking to them. I uh, wouldn't thought I'd be doing that now, but you make great friends, get lots of ice time, get good coaching. I mean, it's pretty good overall camp, I'd say. Okay, and, and just... just... To, to veer away slightly from from Veramaki and things, you you've been in the yeah. BIHA now a, a wee while. How how do you find the the BIHA in terms of player player development and that sort of thing? Yeah, I'd say, I'd say it's really good. Obviously, it depends on your team. No, it depends how good they are and how well they develop it. But I'd say both Dragons, both Mavs, they both have a good development system. You have a good tier system where you can can start from a really low level and you know the top level you'll find some amazing players our A team is full of you know some of them are players who've been there since they were beginners and now they're amazing they've got some they've got great hockey sense they've got great skating shooting whatever and that's all developed from the system it's, it's awesome how it's a plethora of ability and how they you know they've come from nothing so I'd say development is great i mean it's one of the best leagues you can get into yeah, yeah i mean i don't know if you if you know this we're trying to start a, a scottish women's team uh university wide uh this year um we have the usual the usual starting a team woes but um is it a game would you say the bih is a good a good platform to get women into the game that have maybe never tried it before uh yeah i'd say that as um when I, st- I was in the inaugural um, Women's National cha- Nationals uh, last year, which was fantastic. I mean, again, women all over the game in a very male-dominated sport, and, you know, they're loving it, and getting women involved in the sport, it's fantastic. I'd say it works really well, and the more who join, the better it gets, I feel, because, so I mean, there's certain clubs who can field women's teams, and, you know, they're really engaged, they're lovely people and it's just awesome playing with them and I feel BIT can develop the women's game really well but you need the numbers so it can work, just just need to keep getting them in Yeah, okay, okay and um, just uh, another thing, obviously um, I, I've never been to Viramaki so I, 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 this is the first time we've ever spoken but uh, yeah. We obviously uh, chatted a little bit on uh, on YouTube when you were watching the live stream. Um, yeah. uh, do you do you enjoy the live stream? Do you think it's a good setup? Is there anything we oh, could improve? It's, it's fantastic. I remember I got when it, your first your first release. I saw the last year's twenty 
Dixie Nationals, and I saw the commentary and I, I thought it was bloody hilarious, say Lisa. And you know, when I got it, I shared it on the hockey subreddit, which is on Reddit, which you may or may not have heard about. It's just this, uh, it's like the internet's newspaper. And people saw it, they thought it's hilarious, they loved your accent, so that was something. And they, they just loved how fun it was. And well, they may have liked a few of the gaffes in the Nash in the tier five, but you know, they loved, you know. The approach to it. Yeah, incident tier five is one of my favourite weekends because everybody's just so so chilled out and friendly and oh, you know yeah. and uh, it, it's actually it feels quite good seeing people who maybe are struggling to maybe keep their feet and stuff just enjoy themselves. So, mm, oh, I mean, it's all. I mean, obviously they make mistakes, but yeah, it's fun and they're enjoying it. Like I remember when our team had those celebrations and you just see it and creativity but they're having fun and that's our point of hockey that you know not a lot very few people will be going on to doing this as a serious thing but it's still it's a lot of fun they're getting fit that's the whole point of the game and they're loving the game yeah so just um i'm gonna i'm gonna ask you now uh, i'm not sure you'll know which weekend you're going to be there but are you, are you going to come up and say hi this year at the uh at nationals uh, maybe get yourself oh, a wee interview oh, on the on the live stream oh your bottom dollar if I can help it I will be up there I hope to I hope to add some commentary of my own so well if you get if you if you want to come up and give us a help then uh, Nick and I do need voice rest hey, at yeah, some you point you do need your breaks I remember <laughs> it goes you're starting off early in the morning for tier for one of the tiers and you're finishing late at night for the other one and I remember playoff last time it was just about midnight didn't it for tier what's it called tier 5 Tights or whatever. Yeah, it finished on it finished on Monday. Oh, it did finish on Monday. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So um, that's 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 what it's like. Now this is this is the, sort of the most important uh, question of of the pod interview. If you're on a road trip, uh, you have to stop at yep. the services. Do you want Costa or Starbucks? Oh, that's a question. I'll probably go to McDonald's and get one of them coffees because I mean I don't I'm not. It's not to be honest. That's, that's a good answer. <laughs> that's what I did at the last one we did for Viper to Chelmsford. Like everyone's like, "There's a Starbucks," and I thought that there might have been a cost. And people are going, "I'm like, so I'm going to co- I'm going to McDonald's. It's cheaper. You're already getting ripped off there, so you might as well get economize. You need to save money as a student." Quite right. Quite right. Well, well, Eva, thanks for your your time uh, this evening. And this pod should be out in a, in a couple of days' time. Um, but uh, is there anyone you want to give a shout out to or anything before before you sign off? I'd just like to say everyone on the London Dragons team, uh, Mr. Stones, who I saw at the camp. Great to see you there. Great to be reminded of uh, the C Team heritage. Everyone else on the math system, my good friend Amy. Uh, everyone at Vipers, we're going for a rough patch, but I think we can turn it around. And all the coaches and people at Daryl Nyingham. Okay, thanks very much, Eva. Cheers. Thank you very much. And uh, folks, that's just part of the conversation I had with Eva Harrison. Uh, Nick, you'll know this. Eva, a very bubbly person and, and loves a good chin wag about hockey. Yeah, um, I think we both became aware of uh, Eva last year on when we were doing nationals and doing the live coverage, didn't we, that uh, 
she was an avid follower and followed us to the ends of the uh, to the ends of the night on uh, on many occasions in those weekends. But no, uh, an incredibly great person, incredibly knowledgeable, and uh, as, as you can see from that conversation, she's got uh, she's got a lot to say and a lot to a lot that should be listened at. It's uh, it was a good chat. Yeah, and if there was ever an advert for for Vera Mackey, essentially, I think that could be it. Although, but. We didn't get. We wouldn't be able to afford the TV time for it all, but you know, <laughs> it certainly, it certainly could be it. Um, and um, unfortunately, we were hoping to speak to a few more people from Vera Mackey, but uh, unfortunately, Simon's had to had to give his apologies um, and a bit uh, illness with his wee one. So, um, wishes we want a speedy recovery, and we will speak to to Simon in the future. He's got a lot more going on actually at the moment, so you'll be able to speak to us about GBU, which uh, the trials are this Friday, Nick. Yes, that's what I believe from what I've seen and heard. So uh, that should be interesting. I, I actually wish I'd got the um, got the time to. I know there's a couple of guys from open around here heading down. I wish I'd got the time to kind of go down with them and and see what it was all about. Don't worry, not on playing side, but just on a interested spectator and, and see what's going on. But. Uh, but no, so that should be uh, that should be interesting. Obviously, the GBU cycle and everything that goes with that. I spoke at length with Simon in Finland about it and got his got his opinions and thoughts about it. So, be good to get those on the podcast at some point and let everyone else kind of know what the what the plan is for GBU. Yeah, and I mean uh, we've got uh, one of one of our steel queens and Edinburgh Eagles, of course, is is heading down in uh, Beth Schoon. Yeah. Um, so you know, I I would be quite interested to to see how she gets on as well. I mean, she has, of course, played GBU before, and she's played full full GB before. So, you know, I I, I have every faith in her making the team and uh, ma- making the team better for her presence. Um, so it'll just be a case of wait and see who who they've got, and I'm sure Simon and all the other coaches and and people involved uh, in that on Friday will will put them through their pace as well, and we'll be picking picking the right players, um, if not the best ones. Um, a little bit like Herb Brooks did. So, <laughs> uh, very much that is the case, actually. Yeah. Very much. And uh, I mean, I think I think university is a great thing. I mean, we've not had the best of results in in university. I would say over the years in terms of you know wins or um, you know getting to to big finals or anything like that. But I think I think it's a great experience, and I'm glad that we do it every year. Would you, Would you agree? Or we do it every couple of years, whenever it is. Yeah, it's a, I believe the cycle for us is every other year, and uh, it, it's one of those things that you have to look at it in perspective and look at what, um, look at the resources and the budgets and the uh, the David and Goliath aspect of, of it. And um, I'm sure again we'll go with two teams that are willing to put everything on the line and give everything that they've got. And I'm sure you'd agree, Rambo, if if your team's going to go out there and give. 110% and give everything that they've got you can't really ask for more depending on what the whatever the result is is the result yeah and it is a, and it's for those players going across to uh, I forget what it is this this next time I should know this it's Siberia in Russia yeah all right okay yeah and for those players going across there um you know that that's a that's a big experience you're not going to get the chance to do that many times in your life um and to to get to go to these places and meet other people and you know, play play against people from other countries. That is, you know, that's 
a great hockey experience. I mean, that's that's probably why you guys quite enjoy Viramaki because you you know you get the chance to to meet other people from okay within the BIHA circle, but to get to know their hockey experience to play against different people is that is that would that be fair to say about Viramaki? Yeah, exactly. It's a it's big big mixing pot. You throw in people from different walks of life and different clubs and. Everyone's got their own situation. You have teams who might only train one hour a week and might only get 10 hours ice time in a semester. Or you get, like I know my guys, our situation is we get a couple of hours a week and I put them through their paces. And even then, it's different coaches, different aspects on how things should be done. It's great. And if people are willing to, to turn up with the, the right attitude and the, um, and the right mindset, you can get lots out of it on and off the ice. Yeah, and um, I mean, we uh, to cut a long story short, a lot of university teams in Britain. Um, I'm not sure how many people listen to this who are not actually currently or have at some point been involved in the BHA. But to cut a long story short, a lot of teams don't train in the town that they their teams represents because um, they don't have an ice rink or they can't get ice time or or what have you. I mean, you're you're in a fortunate position, I suppose, in in Northumbria. I know that. Northumbria Uni is strictly speaking in Newcastle, is that right? Yeah, that's correct. Uh, it's kind of across the it's kind of across a dual carriageway from Newcastle, isn't? It? I think. Yeah. Well, it's, a, it's a bit like a rubbish version of West Side Story in some respects, but. Um, seven miles outside the city centre, so it's not. Um... Yeah, but you're in a fortunate position that Whitley Bay's not too horrendous to get to from from Newcastle, from where you guys yeah, are. Yeah, it's not too horrendous to get to. It's just horrendous when you get there. Right, <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. But I mean, likes of Manchester over the years, they've they've played and trained at D side, which is about thirty miles away from. Yeah, exactly. Like to be honest, there's many many times I've looked at the Manchester team, and probably they should be renamed the Nomads. Never mind the Metro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, they yeah, and maybe they'd have different jerseys that were less offensive to die if that was the case. Um, and although I've heard they've changed them this year, so we'll see. Yeah, see they that. have. I've, I've seen them in person. Um, they do look quite nice, actually. Oh, good, good. And in which case, I'm sure we can move on to claiming the, the UCLU Yetis or someone. I, I believe we did do a little ranking last year. I'm sure we can. I'm sure we can get this going again officially this year for the for the um, for the live coverage at nationals. But I think we should get people involved and rank some jerseys in order of nicest and not so nice. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think I think that's fair. I think what people should also look at, I think we should do a sort of, you know, as an individual club jersey, that's fine. But also, um, in terms of uniforms, so if Kent turn up with a guy with a white, uh, red jersey and he's tape number 61 on the back, for example, they perhaps, they lose best team uniforms because <laughs> because you can't have, I mean, you should never use tape to make a number 61. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> And a number eleven or a number seven is much easier to make. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, ambitious, but that was. <laughs> he was quite a good player, to be fair. So I suppose he can wear whatever number he likes if he's going to play that well. But uh, yeah, so I mean, th- that's the other thing, uh, Nick. I mean, we, we we I suppose we skirted round the news, and we when we said the agenda, we weren't sure what we were going to talk about. But national states have been announced now. Yes, they have. In which case. Uh... I was in yesterday putting in our entries for our teams, and I'm sure many other people have done the same, or if you haven't, please do soon. I believe the deadline is 4th of February. That's right. Is that is that the deadline for paying too? Uh, 
Me but, too. <laughs> uh, but yes, I believe, uh, I believe that's the deadline, at least for the entry. I was hoping the deadline for Payne would be like uh, April 2019 or something. Uh, so, cause, I mean, it'd be pretty nice, wouldn't it? Like, yeah. You should take the next year's from previous taxes. Yeah, yeah. So if, uh, pay, it, pay it backwards as a, instead of pay it forwards yeah, type thing. Speaking of that, I can't believe we've been talking for this long, and I, I'm going to bring it up. How's the, uh, how's the Steel Screens drive to get to national tours? Well, the good news is there's a lot of girls who are keen and are willing to learn. Um, we do have, as I, as I mentioned earlier on, we have Beth Schoon in who's a GB uh, University internationalist formerly and hopefully for this next cycle as well. Um, we've named our, our team captains. We're going with three A's this year. Uh, we've got Maggie Agnew who's played a bit in Canada. Um, really good skater. Uh, and we also, I also a uh, have given a girl Danny Greener a chance to be the other uh, team captain. Um, she's played a bit of roller hockey. She's played a bit of ice hockey. Um, from you know she where she lived before. Uh, but she's very very enthusiastic, and I, I wanted to reward her with the chance to sort of be one of the leaders in the team. And uh, and then, and probably more impressively, and and. Uh, we're fully nationals eligible because we now have a eligible female goalie, so <laughs> that's great work. Uh, yeah, that's that's fantastic. Now that you say great work to me, that's that's not really just to do with me. We've got a guy in the Phoenix, Aidan Spencer, um, one of the guys who's probably slipped through the net for uni because of the Beagles collapse with everything that happened a few years ago. I don't want to go into that in the pod and bore everyone with it, but. He uh, is his girlfriend, um, and she was thinking about taking up a sport. She hasn't done it for a while, uh, and uh, he suggested that she take up hockey. And she was like, "Well, I'm I'm quite slow and and skating and stuff." And he was like, "Well, why aren't you playing goals? Because you're always talking about goalies." So she went away and bought all the kit herself <laughs> before she even started, and paid her registration. Turned up to our first practice on Thursday because we had a we had a sort of joint session with the Phoenix, um, which was good because I was lucky enough to get Bert Ricchetti along to to sort of give wow. her some advice. If that's going to be a mentor and a role model for a goalie, then uh, look out, everyone. That's a, that's a pretty good start. Yeah, well, she definitely in her first her first start still reminded reminded a. a reminded me of of myself when I was a junior. You know that sort of stand up style, but. You know she'll she'll develop her own style and time. It was her first time in goal. Um, she doesn't flinch, which is a great start. <laughs> um, and uh, she, yeah, she's it's just uh, it's excellent to have her on board. And um, and the the rest of the girls think she's an absolute hero. So <laughs> it's uh, it's going pretty well. We're we're still in the the midst of trying to find out a bit about some of the Solway ladies players playing for us. Um, the rules are slightly different in Scotland, but um, I, I'll not say much more on that. So we, we could have, realistically, about three lines at Nationals, but we definitely have two. So I'm, I'm pretty pleased with that, to be to be honest with you. That's a great, that's a great start for nothing. Yeah, I'm absolutely nothing this year. We have our first Steel Queens only training at Cote Bridge, um, the time capsule, on uh, Monday. So... 
you know, um, it's not ideal that we haven't a sort of because most of the girls are Edinburgh based, but we do have a couple of Glasgow based um, players, and we also have um, our goalie. Incidentally, is lives in Coat Bridge um, and attends Glasgow Uni, so that actually is quite handy because then the goalie's always near nearby. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure we're going to have two goalies every week at our practice, but we've had, in the practices we've had, the on-ice sessions we've had, we've had one sort of full where the Eagles gave us their ice, and we went on with it, and we went on on our own, and we had what just one goalie, but, you know, it, there's so much enthusiasm amongst the, the players that, uh, that it just works, um, and uh, we have our first game, actually, incidentally, on Friday, uh, and we're, we're we're using an Eagles the Eagles backup goalie for that game, um, uh, Matthias, uh, just um, the Mary who's who's the other the goalie who's just started. She she appreciates that perhaps we we need to give her a little bit more practice on the ice before we throw her in the deep end in the game, um, and so you know it's all it's all a work in progress. But the you know and we got all our profile photos up, which are pretty pretty cool as well. <laughs> No, well, most of them. They're going to look good on the uh, on the nationals coverage. They aren't. Yeah, hopefully they'll all make the all star team. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wonder who picks that. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> that's the thing. Yeah, um, they'll have seven lines and not, uh, just to make sure they all get in. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's going pretty well, and I think we should we should see a Steel Queens team at, at least at BHA nationals. I'm not sure the details of women's nationals yet, um, but. I want to make sure they at least get to BIHA Nationals because that's, to me, is an experience that everyone that plays university hockey should have because it's just, it's so much fun. Yeah, to- totally agree. It's it's about getting there. and It might not seem like a thing at the time, but if you can get there, it's such a big difference. Yeah. Now, um, for the, you know, for, uh, for Nationals, um, I think you... Am I right in thinking we're just entering checking and non-checking at the moment and we'll all be ranked accordingly later on, is that? Yes, from what I believe, that is, uh, that is how it's working. Uh, I do believe from uh, from conversations and rumblings that I've, I've heard, um, there will be some kind of, not necessarily draw, but some kind of pub- publicised list of how the uh, the groups are seeded, mm-hmm. uh, which I do know there has been people in the past have said mm, it's a little bit, not conscious, but a little bit just wondering, mm-hmm. uh, wondering how how the system works. In which case, uh, I believe the uh, will be opening that up a little bit to kind of show how it works. But um, but no, it should be uh, should be good, and obviously everyone will be interested to see who they're getting in their groups and, th- and stuff. But people do have to appreciate that obviously uh, that stuff will be dependent on a number of factors in terms of. Cup rankings, uh, previous nationals, um, num- a number of various. I can't remember off the top of my head what all the criteria were, but there's a number of things which uh, which do play a part. And at the end of the day, everyone gets the nationals, and we just see how it goes. Yeah, I mean, uh, for example, I think UEA, um, the team that don't really have a home rink uh, at all, they. Um, they they get ranked slightly on challenge matches they played with other BIHA teams and things as well. So there's there's an element of that too. And you know, 
that's when it, certainly when you get to the lower the lower level teams when you've got sort of new entries altogether. Like I don't know if you're entering a D team this year, but Sheffield might have a Z team or something. You know, um, they have to start sort of looking at other ways to rank teams necessarily. <laughs> had this conversation before that when sometimes when you get down to looking at the bottom you're uh, you're trying to compare two teams that have never played before and it's like well it's just toss the coin who's, who goes where especially if you've got nothing to base it upon yeah I mean there's there's not much to, to I mean tier 5 is especially like that there's not many games to look at how people have got on or, or what have you so which um, is why as we've seen uh, uh, the is a common problem for BIHA problems certainly uh, ranking the teams um, it's good that he keeps his uh, anonymity uh, so there's you know the, the, the only his Twitter handle can receive the abuse essentially so. assuming it is a he of course exactly um, 50-50 chance <laughs> um, so I mean one good thing, folks. Um, well, one good thing about the Eva Harrison, just to, to sort of go back to that and and start to wrap up a little bit because we've we've talked quite a bit, Nick. Um, uh, Eva said that she she wasn't really aware of the pod um, before before she she got invited onto it. So, if you're listening and you do enjoy the pod, I know a few people that have been interviewed and uh, they weren't necessarily aware of the pod. Um, uh, please, by all means, tell your friends about the pod, uh, and get in touch with us to see if you uh, if you can do an interview or something. You don't necessarily have to be interviewed by me. I know I've done a few of the interviews. It's probably because um, I've got more free time on my hands than Nick. Perhaps I'm not sure, but you can you can speak to Nick as well. Uh, he's a lovely guy. I like speaking to Nick uh, to do the pod. So. You can uh, you can get interviewed by either of us and tell your friends about it and and get them listening. We can maybe get up, you know, even more listeners and get to second last in the sporting um, sports in the UK uh, ranks on iTunes. <laughs> hey, we're gonna start somewhere. Yeah, I mean, if we start from the bottom, we can only really go up. So that's exactly. And we're also technically the strongest podcast. Are we? Yeah, we're the strongest podcast. We're at the bottom. We're holding everyone else up. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, cool. I'm sorry. I need to get with the program. Uh, recording this on a Sunday morning maybe wasn't wasn't uh, always the best idea. Um, I, I, I co- was just yeah. I perhaps needed a second cup of Earl Grey before before I came on the on the line to you. But I mean, uh, it's been great to talk to you, Nick, again, and just sort of chew the fat a bit about. Um, you know, a bit about Vina Mackey, the Nationals being announced, GBU, um, and we'll have a lot more to talk about uh, as things progress. You know, once January's kind of over and we're in February, February is it's Great. like a million miles an hour. Yeah, I, I think there's one, just to jump back to a Northumbria-based topic, there's one weekend where I think we've got five games in two days? 
That's not all the same team, though. No, there's a, there's a mixture. I think it's B's on the B's on the late on the Friday night, C's early on the Saturday morning, and then all three teams in Nottingham for the invasion. Yeah, that's a, that's. I think that's quite handy. Though. That's good fun going down to Shoreham. No, that's club. awesome. Like, we've we've been looking into certainly in terms of travel arrangements and things like that. It's going to be an absolute godsend. And, and to be honest, from my uh, my own personal point of view, in terms of getting holidays off uh, off work and things, only means I need to take the one day off rather than three. Yeah, yeah. Uh, are you hiring a coach or? Yes, I do. I believe it will be. I just need to kind of crack the whip and inform people that they will be getting on the coach. They won't be making their own way there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so it'll be it'll be good. It's uh, it's certainly the first time in my uh, in my many years of doing this that we've had a, a multi-team trip, and certainly all three. It's going to be a bit of a logistical nightmare remembering to tell people to I don't know uh, make sure they've been to the toilet before we get back on the bus. Probably is a is a main thing. But um, but yeah, it'll all be it'll all be good fun, and um, I can't wait. It'll be it'll be interesting. Certainly, it looks like from what I've seen. Uh, It'll be three very competitive games as well, which which is always good. It's not necessarily nice to turn up and have uh, three non-entertaining games, so it should be good. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, uh, I think Imperial they posted something about having uh, twelve games in the month of February or something. I can't remember exactly what they tweeted, but they they've got a lot of games coming up. But they seem excited, so it's good that the team uh, teams enjoy it. And I think the the thing is, you don't get the chance to to not enjoy it because or to dwell on it because you just keep just keep going essentially so I wish all the teams all the luck in the world in their games um, and, uh, and and enjoy that and, and just for next pod I, I have lined up an interview with uh, with the St Andrews goalie because um, they've just announced the rookie date so we'll have a chat with him and uh, and I think Max Springer's on Nick so uh, perhaps you could you could speak to Max before yeah. next pod and uh, arrange it yeah okay cool Anyway, um, to everyone in podcast land and BIHE uh, universe, if you will, um, thank you very much for listening to Nick and I. Uh, say goodbye, Nick. Bye, Nick. <laughs> and that's a uh, goodbye for me. Cheers, folks. For listening to the BIHA pod. If you'd like to get in touch to provide feedback, arrange an interview, or if you have something you want us to read out on the pod, you can email us at podcast at bih.org.uk. Or if you'd prefer, you can tweet myself or Nick. My Twitter is at Rambolua and Nick's is at NGI underscore 92.